0: Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. What's up, guys? How's it going? Hi, well, hey, most of you, most of you don't know who I am. Uh, my name is Mike. Uh, I, I have the, the privilege, really, it's, it's the privilege to lead an eighth grade boys small group over here. So, uh, yeah, so some of those guys know me, but the majority of you don't, because I just started really coming to this church a little while ago. Uh, it's been actually one year exactly. It's been one year exactly That I moved to Joplin Uh, Yeah No, no, like a month One year and a month, fine, she called me out Uh, But I moved here from Arizona And so there's a couple of things you need to know about me I hate the snow I hate it 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 hurts my soul Like, it's bad Uh, A couple other things you need to know about me. Uh, I lived in Arizona, which was really close to the Mexican border. And so my favorite food in the world is... Mexican food. Mexican food, yes. Uh, Did you guys talk about your favorite food tonight at the table? Okay, some of you did. Here's the deal. Last week, let me remind you where we're coming from. Last week, we talked about embracing the gospel and we heard what the gospel was, right? It's the good news of, of what Jesus did on the cross for us. Uh, and, and how he took our sins away. And we, we saw that it, when we understand the gospel, when we embrace the gospel, it changes our view of the Father, right? And there were chairs up here and, and they were separated for a while and then they could come back together. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, 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 well tonight, we're talking about embracing the gospel again um, but we're talking about uh, an element that is very important. You, when you talk about the gospel, you have to talk about this. And they're like, hey, Mike, you want to talk about this one? I was like, thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, we're talking about sin. Tonight we're talking about sin. It's, it could get crazy. I'm just going to say it could get a little nuts in here because sin is everywhere, right? And so uh, before we jump into this, it's kind of a heavy topic. So I'm going to pray and ask for God's wisdom tonight, and then we'll, we'll get started. You guys ready? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for each and every student in the room. God, I pray tonight that you would fill this place, that you would uh, teach us something new about who you are uh, and how to live our lives. We love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to tell you three stories about sin, okay? Um, Well, four, really, because I'm going to start with a story about me. When I was probably uh, in elementary school, somewhere like third, fourth grade, right, uh, and, and up until today, I, I really hated something. Uh, I hated vegetables, right? And so I have vivid memories of my parents making me sit at the table, everyone else is done, they're gone, they're doing something, and the only thing left on my plate is that pile of vegetables, right? And I, they would make me sit there and sit there and sit there, and so one night I got like this genius idea. They they actually brought out a timer and they're like, okay, it's one of the old like cooking timers where you like spin it and you can hear it. It's like click 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 click. click, Yes, there it was. Um, and out, and they set it for four minutes. And this was after a while already. They said, in four minutes, if these vegetables aren't go- aren't gone, essentially, I'm I'm gonna get beat. Like, okay, I was in so much trouble. They were like had enough of me disobeying them. So I came up with a genius idea. I shoveled the vegetables in my mouth. Timer rang, ding, they came by, they looked at my plate, hey, Michael, Mike, you, you ate the vegetables, great job. I nodded, took my plate to the, to the kitchen and promptly went to the restroom, opened the toilet and spit them out. Now, sometimes when we're in the midst of sin, we don't think clearly. Those vegetables were in my mouth for about three minutes that's way longer than they needed to be in my mouth. I think if I just ate them, I could have got it over with, obeyed my parents, but then I kind of sneakily tried to get away with it. Did my parents ever find out? No, but I still disobeyed them. And here's the deal. I know in a room this size, even in a room full of one person that sin exists, it's all around us, and so, man, we have the tough topic tonight to talk about sin, so I'm going to do it in three parts, in three stories, okay, so for this first story, I'm going to need uh, three volunteers, okay, Um, I'm going to need somebody kind of small, petite, not very, not very, not very strong, I'll go with my boys over here, where's my eighth grade boys, all right, you three, you three, come on up, come on up, guys, yes, so come on up here, good job, come stand at this table, we're going to tell a little story about this table, okay, stand around that table, say hi,
1: oh, okay, okay.
0: Uh, we'll get this, we'll get it perfect, all right, it's all right, it's all right, okay, so embrace the gospel, right, we're going to tell a story about Jesus, who is the gospel, right? Jesus on the cross is the good news. Um, but we're going to tell a story about what happens before the cross, okay? So um, we're going to start off with, with Mark 11:11. okay? I'm going to read it real quickly to you guys so you get a picture of where we're starting. Now, Jesus is coming into town. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He's going to his house, right? He's going to the temple. This is, we, sometimes we call it church or temple, things like that. This is God's house. He's going to his house. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went into Bethany with the 12 disciples. So he went and he saw something. So he went up to, to, the, to the temple courts. There were tables in the courtyards. Thank you. Guess what was happening? We're talking about it tonight. It's three letters and it starts with S. Sin. Yes, sin was happening. Jesus came up onto the scene and he's like, what is happening? We find out what's happening uh, in a glimpse from John chapter 2. So we're going to go here. And whenever there's a, a, a word in red... Can you read that out loud when we get there, okay? When, when we get there, when we get there, okay. John chapter 2, 14 and 15. In the temple courts, Jesus came back the next day, okay? So he's had time to think through this and process it, right? Um, and so he came back the next morning. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep, doves, and others sitting at the tables exchanging money. Basically, to break this down real quick, they were robbing people. Because before Jesus went to the cross, blood was still the payment for sin. And so people had to go to the temple, right? And they had to get an animal to take in to sacrifice, to spill that animal's blood, to pay for the things that they've done wrong. And these people, you guys, you're ripping them off. Let's say a dove costs 25 cents, right? A couple coins. They were charging like two bucks. These people are poor, and all they're doing is trying to get into a right relationship with God. Man, you guys are punks. Okay, so, where do we leave off? Money. So, he made a whip out of cords. Is this Jesus? Okay, he made a whip out of cords. And he drove them all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of money, uh, of the money changers, and he overturned their... Basically he was like, um Um, excuse me, excuse me, gentlemen. Get out of here! Go! Leave! Get! I'm gonna beat you! Get out of here! Stop ripping people off! Come on! Jeez! Go! Go! Treat people with respect! You will go around. Yeah! Right? Here's the deal, here's the deal. Sometimes, sometimes we don't have a proper view of sin. If we're not like in that, if we're not in a tight relationship with Jesus and we're not like, Jesus, what should I do in this situation? Sometimes, sometimes what we do with sin is we leave it alone. We're like, oh, I don't want to get involved. They're doing, I know my friends are doing some shady stuff, right? And here's the deal. You're in seventh and eighth grade. I know you know the difference between right and wrong. Sin is, is another word for just wrong, okay? And so you know the difference between right and wrong. And sometimes you walk up into a, a situation and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to address this. Man, what would Jesus say to do in that situation? Confront sin, I think we have an improper view of sin, and, and we treat it poorly when we don't address it. And in this same situation, some of us even do the opposite of that. Some of us champion sin. We watch something on TV, and we're like, yeah, that was awesome! <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't, it, like Bachelor in Paradise. A little close to awesome. home. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but, but here's the deal. We... we we become like, oh, it's all, its all right. Or we champion it. We're like, that's cool. Yeah. But it's not. It's sin. It's wrong. So here's the first thing. When you embrace the gospel, when you truly understand why Jesus went to the cross, because our sins needed to be taken care of, when you truly understand that, man, it reverses your view of sin. Here's the deal. Uh, we, we should or sin should bother us, right? It should bother us. It shouldn't get us excited. Next example of sin. It's, it actually happens at another table. You might have heard the story. It's in Luke. Uh, we're going to read a little, little short verse from, from Luke. Uh, here it is, and read the red word. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a... And celebrate. You guys might have heard the story of the prodigal son. Okay. A dad has a few kids, right? And his youngest son comes up to him and is like, Dad, hey, I've got a question. Can I have all my money that you owe me? And the dad's like, what? I don't owe you money. He's like, no, my inheritance. Dad's like, I'm not dead, son. I'm standing right here. Uh, that happens when I die. And and essentially, the, the, the baby of the family is, is spitting in the dad's face. He's saying, listen, I wished you were dead. I wish you were dead. All I want out of this relationship, all I want is what... What you can give me, the money that you, you have for me. So the, the, the father, for some reason, says, okay, son, here, take it. The son goes off to another country. He spends it. He gambles it. He wastes it. And he sins a ton. And he ends up uh, in a pig like farm, helping out, trying to get money for food, and, and, and like envious of what the pigs are eating because he's so hungry. And something clicks in his head. He's like, what am I doing, right? I... I could go home to my dad, because even the servants at my dad's house, they eat better than these pigs, and, and maybe my dad would let me come home and be a servant. So you, you probably know the story, the son comes home, the dad sees him in the distance, which means the dad was watching for him, and the dad actually runs to his son, which in the culture is not something like a dad or a male would do, because he kind of hiked up his skirt, right, uh, which is not something we would do in our culture, but uh, he ran and embraced his son. But I think the interesting story, or the interesting thing about this story, is the response of the other son. Because the other son comes in from the fields and he sees this feast going on. He's like, What is happening? You're throwing a party for the kid that took all your money when you haven't thrown me a party, and I've stayed here and I've done what I'm supposed to do. I've gone to church every Sunday, I've done all my chores, I haven't been cussing. Dad! And the dad points something out to him. He's like, Son. This, your brother was gone. Like, for all we knew, he was dead. And he's returned, and now we can have a relationship again. You've been here the whole time, and, and we've had a chance to be in relationship. But what had happened to that older son is he kind of got into the routine, just going through the motions. And he forgot what was right in front of him, a relationship with his dad. I think what some of us do with sin is we make it into like this this Christian thing into a checklist and we say yeah I go to church yeah I I do uh, most of my homework and I obey my parents and I don't cuss all the time and I don't steal stuff I'm just but you forget you forget that right in front of you is an actual relationship that you have with Jesus and you're ignoring him guess what That's sin. That's sin when you forget what the gospel actually did for you. See, uh, there's a verse, um, Ephesians. Uh, We'll throw it up on on the screen. Uh, For by grace you have been saved. By faith, right? It's not anything that we can do. It's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. Jesus paid the penalty on the cross for us. And there's this thing that to understand the gospel and to understand sin, you have to understand grace. And that's what that father gave his younger son. He gave him grace. It's right in front of us too. Let's not forget it. The third story I want to tell you about sin is one at a, another banquet table. See, oftentimes we, we hear like, oh, uh, God went to prepare a place for you in heaven and, and we're going to read out of Luke uh, again that uh, when one of the people at this table this is a, a table with Jesus and a lot, of, a lot of people, one of the people at the table heard this, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the in the kingdom of God, he was kind of saying like, like he, was, he was a Jew and he was kind of saying like blessed are we right in regards to the people that don't know Jesus. And Jesus begins to tell this story at the table. I think it's interesting. He's talking about a table and a table. But he tells the story at a table of all the people, the poor, the prostitutes, the people that actually need him, that they will be at that table. They'll be at that table when they, when they trust that that. There is one true king. But the people that are like, man, I'm just expecting it, and and they aren't in that relationship with Jesus, you see, the Jewish people, some of them thought, because of who I am, I get into heaven. When reality is, because of who Jesus is and what he did, that's how you get into heaven. See, the Roman army took a word uh, called, Uh, repent, and they would use it as they were marching. They would say, I'm marching this way. Repent. They would pivot and go 180 degrees and go this way, right? And this word began to be used, and repent actually means not just a change of direction, but a change of of mind, of thought, and especially about spiritual things. Guys, we're not perfect. Jesus was. And, And when sin creeps in, if it's because you think you're just going through and doing the right things or if you think you're special somehow or, or you ignore it, sin creeps in in many different ways in our life. And the Bible says, man, you need Jesus and, and, and often you need to repent of the direction you're going because in that story, he said, listen, everyone's invited to the table. He tells a story about a king who uh, invites specific people and then he says, servants, go out and get them. They go out, and, and then these people start making excuses why they don't want to come to the, to the feast. Uh, and he says, okay, go invite him. And he says, oh, I was going to come. I know I got the invitation. I know the food's ready now. Uh, I just bought some land, so I'm going to go check it out so I can't make it. Goes to another person that was invited. Oh, I just bought some cattle. I'm going to go check them out because uh, I, I can't make it to the party, to the feast, um, and, and I can't be a part of that celebration. And then he goes to another person, and then that person's like, oh, I just got married. Um, we can't make it. We're going to do something else. And the thing is, they were all going in the direction that they chose. And they were ignoring the fact that they were being invited to the table. And the story ends, Jesus ends this story to these people saying, servants, go out and fill, fill this banquet hall. Fill, fill every spot, because... Those people who chose not to come, there's not going to be room for them. There comes a point in our life when we choose sin over the gospel. There comes a point in our life where, man, it might be too late. So I want to throw a challenge out to you guys Is there something in your life that's creeping in that's wrong? Is there sin? That, that you are either ignoring? Is there sin, like pride, because you just think you're doing the right thing and you're ignoring the relationship with Jesus? Or are you just trying to go do your own thing and not, not turn him back? I don't know where you're at. There's all types of sin. I don't know what you're struggling with. Um, but bottom line is, Jesus took care of our sin if we want him to. Right? He, he bled and died and he sacrificed himself on the cross. And tonight we're going to get the opportunity to remember that. Sam's going to come up and we're going to take communion as a group. He's going to explain communion a little bit to you. Um, but here's what I would want to do. I want to pray for each of you guys. Because sin is real and it's all around us. And, and when, we, when we truly understand the gospel, we can re- reverse what we really think sin is to what it actually is. And, and every single part of sin falls under the gospel that Jesus, the good news of Jesus on the cross. And so there's hope. So I want to pray for that hope for you um, and for me and, and thank God for that. So let's pray. God, you are good. You sent your son to take care of every single thing that we would ever do wrong. But God, you give us clear examples that that we need to be in a right relationship with Jesus. God that, that you're calling us to repent to turn from our own way and, and go to you. God, no matter where the students are at, tonight I pray that you fill this room and that you speak to our hearts and to our minds about sin and the reality of it. God, thank you for the hope that you offer in, in taking care of that for us. God, I pray that we take advantage of that. It's in your name we pray, Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry, or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.